Bodies. Bodies. The beach was crowded. Marcella had not expected all these people everywhere. She had forgotten it was Saturday. Forgotten, even, that it was June. Today, after Anthony's phone call, she had come here gulping for broad sky, a long horizon, a vast and indifferent emptiness. But instead, the beach was alive with babies crying and children running and their parents yelling or laughing or just watching, with that look of contentment she faintly remembered from a long time ago. She veered toward the tide line, away from the massed umbrellas and beach blankets, going through a swath of tiny shells. They crunched beneath her feet, but she did not alter her path. Anthony had said, I've got some news. His voice had been odd, solicitous and pained at the same time, and when he had said it, news, her throat had caught, and she had thought again that she hated the phone. Tony has gotten a job, he said, at the Cape, where he and Tony were, and she was not. A babysitting job. Babysitting? Our Antonia? She laughed with crazy relief. See, you worry for nothing. And then he told her where. What? She whispered, her laughter gone, gone. Anthony, you can't let her. Chella, what the hell am I supposed to say? There was a pause, and then he went on more quietly, grimly. She found the job herself. She didn't tell me ahead of time. We like shows of initiative. Marcella didn't keep in touch with anyone from Cape Cod. It was Anthony's place. It always had been. And when they divorced, it had seemed natural to leave it, too, entirely. She hadn't even known Callie McClatchy, Cecil's daughter, was married. Hadn't known Callie had not one but two children, Cecil's grandchildren, and Betsy's, too, whom they would never see. Anthony said, The McClatchy girl does need someone to help her, I suppose. Stop it, please. I'm sorry, he had said. I'm sorry. And she had known he was. He was not a consciously cruel man. She walked on mechanically down the beach. The shells were still crumbling beneath her feet. Why was it satisfying to be destructive? She resisted the impulse to stop, squat down, examine the wreckage her bare feet had wrought. Here on her beach, only a few hours from the Cape, in Connecticut. She had come to this little town blindly after the divorce. It was near the boarding school where Anthony had sent Tony, and even though Marcella had known it would not make much difference, she could not bear to stay in Boston, so far away. Now Tony was in college, but Marcella was still here, and she still could walk this beach and most days have no one recognize her. Even with all these people, she could be alone. She had not asked Anthony when Tony's job was starting. Already, even without details, her brain was barreling ahead, painting its pictures. It could be that right now, Tony was holding the baby. A tiny girl, Anthony had said. Marcella remembered how an infant would turn its head toward a breast, even a stranger's, mouth gaping like a fish, seeking even when there was nothing there to find.
She wondered how Tony would deal with that, and felt a brief smile on her face like sun. Tony would just hand the baby over, as quickly as she could, velocemente, to Callie McClatchy, to Cecil's daughter. She looked like him, blonde and blue-eyed, with an open, oval face. The brother was dark, favored Betsy. Marcella remembered him, too, quite clearly. She couldn't think why. Did the baby perhaps take after him? Or in its tiny face, in the baby with whom she, Marcella, shared no blood, none at all, could one find Cecil again? Was Tony seeing him right now, not knowing whom she was seeing? And the smile fell away. She had left the public beach by now, and though there were still people, it was quieter. She headed down to the water, and the coolness on her feet, the gentle splashing of her steps, calmed her in spite of herself. Perhaps she would swim later. An ordinary thought. And she felt a timid swirl of resentment, because she had been having more of these small pleasures lately, coming upon them like green atolls in the endless gray sea of days, and she wondered now if she had left them behind again. Only yesterday, yesterday, she had eaten some of the first sugar corn from the farm stand down the road, let the butter trickle down her chin. Then she had devoured a whole pint of local strawberries, and for the first time in a long while had felt the small thrill that comes from being alone and doing what one pleases. She had felt carefree, or at least able to pretend.